Hello and welcome back to the Fins Nation UK podcast. We're here for a preview of the Dolphins week eight matchup with the new England Patriots. Now with me, I've got a very special guest. Now, those of you who listen to the podcast before will know that the theme tune is compiled by Jez Granger. And he's our guest this week. Jez, how are you? Yay! <laughs> I'm very good, Andy. I'm very good. And um, yeah, might I say, I will do the updated version for you at some point. We need to just extend that theme. But um, thank you very much for the credit. Absolute pleasure to be here. And great to know the, the legend Andy Davis at Fins Nation UK's get-togethers and various other things. And love what your career is, where your career is going, mate. And it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you very, very much. I mean, sadly, I did get my media credentials rejected for the Germany game. You know, um, I because I think when I originally applied, I had I didn't think my actual podcast would originally get accepted, so I applied on behalf of Fins Nation UK. And I think if I'd known that I would have got accepted for my podcast, I would have just applied on that on that one and just done content for Fins Nation as as addition to the podcast I do, um, the NFL one. But um, you know, from from my, my record Dolphins games and from the group chat banter, it's uh, maybe a good thing that I'm staying at home. Well, there we go. I, look, I, I blame Martin Lydon for that. I blame Martin for most things. So um, <laughs> just kidding, brother. Just kidding. Um, no, he's great. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I'm I'm very lucky. I'm going to Frankfurt. Um, nice. And um, and I was in the incredible and incredibly lucky position that I actually witnessed in Hard Rock that thwacking Bobby Shirley of the uh, the Denver Broncos 70-20. I was there. Thank you, Simon Kirby. And that was an incredible experience. Very, very grateful for that. That must have been amazing. I mean, the I can't really complain because I have, I say luckily, probably unluckily, I did watch Dolphins play literally five days ago. So I can't really complain about not going to the game because I've already seen him play this year, albeit um, we did lose. Um, but, you know... Um, as a Liverpool fan, it's quite nice to have a double screen option, having Dolphins on one screen, Liverpool on the other, um, be able to do that. But um, but in terms of the Broncos game, I know you you were there for that game, mentioned it just then. I mean, just how was that? Because, you know, we went to the game last year, the Vikings game, and that was you know a loss, albeit with Scarlett Thompson rather than Tua. But to be there for that game, the history of that, that game caused, and what, it could have been even more history if we'd done the yeah. field goal. Just what was the atmosphere like? Because that must have been just something that, you know, you've never ever experienced before in terms of a game being that one-sided and being over and done with literally five point in the second quarter. Yeah, so I, I think, well, it, it was incredible. Um, what I will also say is is that obviously I went over with some other Finns Nation UK um, friends, as I said, Simon Kirby and family. Um, massive thanks to Simon for organising it um, and uh, to his to his ticket rep. Um and yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. But we also, um, in our travels, walking back to the hotel, um, having just gone to Dick's Sporting Goods, um, a massive four by four just stops at the crossroads. We're all in our Dolphins gear, just, you know, walking around as you do. Window goes down, guy sort of turns around, very, very square chin. He goes, friends up, friends up. And I literally looked around and went, my jaw dropped. And it was Zach Thomas. No way. And so I just, I said, I literally just became this this little kid at Christmas and 
dribbling went, oh my God, oh my God, it's Zach, it's Zach, it's Zach Thomas, it's Zach Thomas. I said, I said, I think I said something like, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Thomas, we're <laughs> from the UK. And he went, UK? Uh. And he basically, he pulled the car around um, and got out. And he spoke with us for five minutes. Uh, we got selfies. He asked us if we were going to Germany. Just the nicest, nicest guy. And um, yeah, I actually gave him my my business card, but he hasn't emailed me yet. So Zach, <laughs> if you're listening, come on, um, email me at Jez at Novordium. But anyway, that so that was that was amazing. Anyway, then we went to the game. Um, obviously, it was the first home game. We were we were two and zero at that time, and we'd beaten the Chargers and the. Uh, uh, <laughs> First home game um and um yeah it was incredible mate it was incredible um i mean let's not forget the broncos did score 20 points um but i've never i've never seen any that they they couldn't stop anything i, I so we scored 10 touchdowns i i think uh was that all offensive touchdowns or did we have a yeah defense? i believe so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they, they couldn't stop anything we did. Nothing. And like we had really good seats like overlooking from the from the from the 50 yard line. And the Broncos were just thwacked. I mean, I've you know, clearly it's a historical event. I think since 1966, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. That no other team has 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 had a win differential above 53 points, something like that. Um, or scored 70 and, and obviously yeah the, the record would have been had we gone for that field goal at the end we would have got the record um, but I, I was I was happy with with what McDaniel said I was happy with you know we're not chasing records we, we want to get to the Super Bowl and um, you know it, it's 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 about our standards and you know by that time hey we'd, we'd made a statement our standard was pretty high so you know, but but just being there was incredible, and obviously the tailgating. They love the Brits; they're incredibly welcoming. Um, it, yeah, it was just great, mate. It, it was it was amazing, and I'm I'm very very lucky. Just on going to Dolphins games, Andy. I think you're you're zero and five, aren't you? Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> That's all right, zero and five. So um, yeah, just just a just a thing. I mean, may, maybe maybe you want to stop going to Dolphins games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Look, no, I, I think I do because um, you know, every game as well. It's not that most games I've been to. I think all of them, we've literally not been good. I mean, the Chargers game I went to last year, we were terrible the first half and got lucky with that Tyree kill weird sort of touchdown where I fell on the floor. You know, yeah. I watched us be terrible against the Vikings. Um, I was there for the two concussion game in Cincinnati. I mean, that was actually a good performance until his injury. Um, and London game was probably our best performance, the Jacks game, and that was um, you know. Game we should have won, really. Um, but then said, I've, I've seen this play: the Bengals, Chargers, Vikings, Eagles. Is it, I'm not. I'm, I'm not yet. Apart from the Jags, seen this play bad teams. So at that point, they were bad. So I think maybe the plan is maybe not go Dolphins game. Maybe just don't go against good teams from now on. Maybe yes. pick Dolphins Panthers or Dolphins Giants or yeah. something like that, where maybe I could finally break the curse. It's, I mean, I went Liverpool game for I think the first eight games I went to Liverpool wise at Anfield. I think one of Hawthorne's as well. Um, didn't see us lose. Didn't see us concede a goal. It just seems to be opposite of of that okay. of that experience. But we played teams like West Brom, Birmingham. You know, who else did we play? Fulham. You know, we we I saw us play bad teams. Yeah, back up <laughs> the argument, mate. You 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 have you you won me round there with the Liverpool stuff. So maybe you're yeah. not a jinx, but 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just my, my choice of games maybe isn't the best. <laughs> Absolutely. I was also actually, Andy, I was very lucky that I was at the um the overtime Cam Wake Bengals game as well in twenty thirteen. Oh, that was that was way before my time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're yeah, you're a you're a young one. Yeah, I mean that, I was a fan, but I never watched the games until I think I only checked the scores for from the from two thousand nine until twenty fifteen. I only checked the scores. I never watched games like live. I just checked how dolphins did, checked the scores because people in school were talking about it. So I just watched, you know, check the scores, watched a couple of highlights now and again. But yeah, I don't remember that game at all. <laughs> no, well, I mean that was another one, although me and my mate who we were there, it was our second day in Miami and we had the most horrific jet lag and and if you remember it was an overtime game so and an e obviously an evening game so we were absolutely shattered and there did come a point where I sort of turned to Mike and said Jesus will someone win I mean I almost I almost don't care I just want to go to bed thank God it was us and it was Cam Wake that got a, a safety in, in in overtime but I've been very lucky with my Dolphins games seen us play um, a good few times at Wembley um, I have seen us win at Wembley. We beat the Raiders um, a good few years ago. Sadly, of course, we'll all know that I don't think we've won at Wembley since then. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's my favourite thing on earth, mate. Miami Dolphins, they are just my favourite thing. And big plug for Finns Nation UK. I think the best fan group um, and the best lot of people. Obviously, I've met you um, and, um, and various others. Uh, it's brilliant, and thank you to Wayne for everything that he does. Couldn't agree more. I mean, he, um, you know, all what he does for charity and all that, and this, the event he puts up for us is always, it's always a laugh. It's always a good time. It's never, never a dull moment. Um, but speaking of which, actually, I've got to give credit to the Bills fans. I was in Buffalo. I'm in Buffalo at the moment. Uh, went to the Bills game last night. Um, that is incredible fan base. That is that tailgate was amazing. But the reason I'm saying this is because I went to, I went from. Our tailgate to a different tailgate. It was about you know a five minute walk away. You went past the where they're building new stadium, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and we go to this one bit. We meet a few British guys, but who pops up out of nowhere? Not only Andrew Whitworth, who I got a photo with, but also Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. And there's a, there's a tradition where they're, they're like Bills fans. There's like, there's like um, they cook food on like cars and the ironing boards and fire cabinets, but they also they also have this thing where it's like a thing where you drink beer out of bowling ball, and then you then Finish it, smash the ball with ball on the floor, and you like pip pip this horn, or you toot this horn. Fitzpatrick did it. That was incredible. So again, see Fitzpatrick and Whitworth, for that matter, both of them drinking beer out of this thing, chuck on the floor, and then tip. it was amazing. And Fitzpatrick, I always say this, even with two and hours, probably my favourite ever Dolphins callback because I know he wasn't the best callback to watch, but he just brought so much fun in a, in a sort of a rebuild for us. I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's a big argument that Fitzpatrick was the second most important quarterback in Dolphins history after maybe El Morale. Um, the reason I say that, I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, Dan Marino, who, a.k.a. God, um, he was he was the first. Obviously, there's an argument to, to saying Greasy, but I would suggest El Morale was probably the, the second most important because for Dolphins fans that didn't know most of the unbeaten season, the actual season... Um, Greasy went down in, I want to say, week three. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, but El Morale, who was about 65, 85, he, was, he wasn't that old, but he was old. He came in and then took the Dolphins to the playoffs. And, unbel and amazingly, um, Shula benched him in, 
uh, I think the first playoff game and Greasy came back and obviously the rest is history. So, but Fitzpatrick for me, I think he came into a time when, look, we know we now know that there was a real S-storm happening in the Flores years. But, you know, with the, with the breakdown um, of the team at that time, you bring Fitzpatrick in and we won some games. Um, and I honestly don't think without Fitzpatrick, um, you know, I think you and I could have played on that team um, in, in 2019 after uh, on the offensive line, I think. Um, and anyone that doesn't know me is I'm not particularly tall. Um, you know, it was such a breakdown, a destruction of the team. Right. You know, and, and it it looks like it, it, it was the right thing to do where we are now. Um, but I think bringing Fitzpatrick in was was really important to keep the morale you know, just to just to, to keep the morale positive, if you like. I think if we hadn't had him, I think there was a real danger of zero and sixteen, which would not be, you know, which would not have been good. So no, I completely agree. Great, great guy, great quarterback, and yeah, I he's great. So I can't believe you met him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I Zach Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Zach Thomas probably trumps it. I mean, um, I, I have met him before, because Patrick literally about a month before he joined the uh, the Dolphins. Uh, at one of those NFL UK live events, etc. But I will say the one thing, one caveat to that is that if he had gone 0-16, he would have got Joe Burrow. And I think as much as we all love to, uh, I think we can all appreciate that maybe Joe Burrow is maybe a better quarterback. But um, you never know, he could have gone to Dolphins and not been as good because then again, the O-line is bad in, Beng in the Bengals. So maybe he would have still been good. But uh, let's, let's, let's not go there because I know someone would be garroting us if we say anything <laughs> other than Tua is new god. Um, yeah, maybe, Martin maybe, would not like that. Yeah, maybe we can come on to that later. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, all good, all good. So, Jez, um, we, we always ask our newcomers to the podcast the same yeah. sort of question. So yeah. for you, Jez, why the Dolphins? Why did you pick them amongst all the other teams in the NFL? That's a really good question, mate. So I, I love rugby and, and in my youth, in my youth, boy, dealt with the kids and all that thing. <laughs> um, I was quite a good rugby player. Um, but in 1984... Yes, I am that old. Um, the first game that I saw was actually tragic in many ways for Dolphins fans, but it was the AT. It was Super Bowl nineteen, so it was the Forty Niners um, where they dicked us um, after Marino's historic year, which is still historic. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, and the thing that I love about American football is the forward pass, the passing game. I think it's a, it's a thing of beauty, you know, having and and again, and I will I will stamp my foot down really hard on this point. The greatest pure exponent of the forward pass, the greatest pure passer of all time is Dan Marino. Now, you can argue about the greatest quarterback of all time. Don't you dare mention any names. Although maybe we'll come on to, I don't hate him as much as I used to. But anyway, we'll come on to that. But I, I just saw this game and I just got foot. I just got American football. I thought it was brilliant. I thought I had no idea what was going on, but I just saw this ball go <laughs> flying over to these like you know people running at like Olympic speeds, being covered, and then smashes and you know being beaten up and stuff. All these colours, the glitz, the glam just loved it and and it was dolphins dolphins 49ers and um at the time i had a good friend 
who um, who was uh, lived in the Bahamas actually, and the closest uh, team was obviously Miami um, and the Miami Dolphins. See the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Learn about this bloke Dan Marino. Then I learned about the history of the Dolphins and discovered they are the only still completely unbeaten team. Thank you, Giants. Um, and it, it was there. I, I just, I love the passing game. Dan Marino is the greatest pure passer, in my opinion. And and I just, I just fell in love with the Dolphins then. And then the next season, when I started to learn about the game and understand it, Another little bit of history that, that I was party to, obviously, you young whippersnapper, you wouldn't have been thought of by then. But um, in the Super Bowl 20, 85 season, um, there was a certain team called the Chicago Bears mm. who uh, were um, amazing. I think um, one of the greatest one-off teams of all time. Um, they uh, were looking in- unbeatable. And at 12-0... and 0, they came to Miami and they came down on Monday night football and the Dolphins handed it to them. Um, I'm trying to think 38, 21, 31, 28. I I think it was anyway, people will be shouting the score. So I, I didn't watch that game live in, in those days you had to watch the highlight game, but we were the only team that season that, um, that beat the bears. And we might be coming on to another thing that links to that season about a team that I hate. Yeah. Passion. <laughs> but I'll leave that to you, Andy Davis. That's why I love the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I remember watching the, I've seen the highlights of that game, and I know that obviously the Patriots did obviously eventually, you know, beat us in that AFC Championship game. And then there's also the consensus is that, you know, if we had gone on, you know, yeah, we had beaten the Patriots. I think we may have even beaten the Bears in that 85 season. But I feel like Fins Nation UK should have somewhere in the logo Dan Reno because I feel like he's recruited most of Fins Nation UK. Most people are of, of your sort of age, of your era, where you know they are some yeah. people who became fans of Dan Marino. You know, I'm one of the very few that, you know, he was, I was five when he retired. So, you know, I haven't got that excuse oh, to sort of say that's for shit. Yeah, sorry to rub it in. But, um, but yeah, I think most of I've met, you know, Martin, Wayne, Lee, yep. uh, Mark Shirley, loads of Dolphins fans I've met in Fins Nation, you know, Michael, uh, everyone I've met in Fins Nation, pretty much, all because Dan Marino, and I feel like he, yep. uh, basically we got a lot to thank him for when it comes to Fins Nation, otherwise we may never have met each other. <laughs> there we go. And your life just got so much better, as did oh. all Fins Nations UK after meeting me. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so that's where my love of the dolphins came from. Don't know whether you want to lead into anything else. I do, because the reason why I've got you on this week is because I know there's not a single man I've ever met who's a Dolphins fan, hates Patriots more than you. I mean, I've met you countless times and I've always been on the very lucky thing of experiencing your rant about the Patriots and how much you hate them. And I, I really wanted to get your, get your thoughts on ahead of this game but before we go on to the game itself, um, yeah. just explain to us just the history of your your hatred towards the Patriots, like a lot of Dolphins fans probably have. Okay, so so I know I know that as a Dolphins fan, I'm required to hate the Jets. Okay, now yeah. I uh, I find that difficult because all my hate, and and when I say all my hate. I mean that in life as well. 
So I, I don't have room to hate anything in life, um, any states, any, any person, any people, because all my hatred is taken up by this one thing, which is these beep, beep, beep. Swear to all my If you want to swear, vent it out. Fucking motherfuckers from Boston <laughs> called the New England fucking wantriots. Wanktriots, cheatriots, whatever. Right. I I fucking hate them. I just <laughs> even saying it, I just hate them. You actually we did have a little bit of a chat before to do like, you know, Jez, have a look at, you know, what the matchups are and what the things are. And I thought I'm, no, I'm not going to go and look at their fucking NFL.com anything. I'm not going to look at anything from those motherfuckers. Right. Anyway, so I hate them. Right. I hate them. Now, I've actually got a couple of friends who love them, but I haven't seen those friends for a long time. But they are still alive. Don't I murder them. But my hatred comes. And this is where um, I, I, I do feel justified because it's not actually about the Belichick era um that makes it much easier to hate i mean i i despise him as a per i i if 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 murder was legal i i would do that in a shot i'm sorry i can't encourage violence um it goes back again to what i was saying about the 85 season and um it was because you're absolutely right in the afc championship game the New England motherfuckers beat the Miami Dolphins at the Orange Bowl. In fact, I think that was that they they handed it to us. I think we fumbled three times, and it was like a thirty point to fifteen. It was it was it was not it wasn't a it wasn't a field goal, right? They they handed it to us at the Orange at our bloody place, and they they went to Super Bowl twenty and happily got absolutely shat on by the Bears and lost 46-10, which was hilarious. And I loved watching that game, loved it. But that's where my hatred began because I don't know. And, and you know, you sort of hinted, I don't know whether we would have won again. I don't know whether, whether we would have beaten the Bears again, but we would have had a much better chance than the New England dickheads did. Um, so that's where my hatred started. And from that moment on, you know, I even, I even, I disliked the Jim Kelly Bills, obviously, because they were, you know, the Dolphins' nemesises and, oh, well, the AFC nemesis for many, many years. The Jets, yeah, never particularly liked them, but but I thought they were pretty inconsequential, really. So I didn't really get why every, you know, why the hatred was there. But these mother, these New England dick faces hated and then I had a bit of a gap when in the UK, um, uh, the NFL wasn't really televised. It, it, it went to Sky and it didn't, there was nothing on terrestrial. So I did have a bit of a gap, which is a shame because I missed a lot of, um, of Zach and, and Jason Taylor's years. Um, but the good news was I, I missed the beginning of the fucking New England Patriots dynasty, dynasty, whatever. So, but, but then i started to get to know this bloke bill belichick and i mean okay right so he vid he illegally videos practices he deflates balls he he's just he's the most miserable mother he's the most he's like a he's like an ai robot whose batteries have run out um you know he's just a 
fucking arsehole. Um, and you look at his coaching tree, shit. And yet, and, and this really makes me angry, when any of the idiot national media talk about the greatest coach of all time, to mention the greatest coach of all time, Don Shula, thank you very much, it's like blood out of a stone. They don't even mention him. You've got John Madden, you've got Vince Lombardi, you've got George Hallis, but who do they always refer to as the greatest coach of all time? I'll tell you, Andy Davis, Bill fucking Bella. See you next Tuesday. I, I, I would easily have said that word, but that is a harsh word. But in my opinion, he is a see you next Tuesday, right? And God, I hate him. I've waffled. Um, but I'm just, it just gets me so angry. I hope I've sort of made it clear why I hate those douchebags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's not clear already, now you know why. I mean, I actually, I'm not going to say it too loudly, but I, I do actually think he might be the best. But then again, without Brady, what's he done since leaving Brady? And this season, early one the other day, but they've been terrible this year. And I think we can all say, I think the whole NFL fan. And every NFL fan base, apart from the Patriots, are really enjoying their downfall. And I know um, they, they helped us out last weekend. You know, we got his 300th career win. But it does make you wonder about the fact that without Brady, Brady first year without Belichick, wins Super Bowl. With a team that haven't made the playoffs in 17 years, wins every game on the road. With, and then apart from the, the, the Super Bowl itself against the Chiefs. But since then, he's had one perfect appearance where he got smoked by the Bills. They had, a, I believe, a losing season in the first year, and they're going to probably have one again this year round. So um, it does make you wonder. It does make you wonder because he actually said he was actually, from what I watched on the Football Life, he actually did all right with um, the, the Browns when I watched their thing about their move to Baltimore and all that. And I think it was quite an unfair sacking, but he got fired from the Browns and, and you know, the Patriots. He, and He did. And, and it, you know. it's funny you should say that, Andrew, actually, because with me having said I couldn't be asked to look at any of their stats... I did have a look at some stats just to make sure that that this this was very clear. Bill Bellacy next Tuesday. So Don Shula in his whole thirty year career um, had two losing seasons, just two. That is he won pretty good with a passing game and no running game. He won without defenses and an offense. He won with a running game and not a passing game. He run won in different eras. He won with different quarterbacks. He only had two losing seasons that spanned different eras, different rules, different regulations. Okay. He is the winningest coach. At, sorry, um, Simon Kirby's family are going to hate me saying this. They hate the word winningest. Sorry, I'm going to say it. He's the winningest coach of all time still. And God help us. If that, if that melon farmer, Belichick, even approaches that, well, I don't know. Um, but but he won in those different eras, which is why I think he's the greatest. Now, Belichick, without Brady, is 80, uh, 80-94. So he's got a losing record without Brady. He had three losing seasons with the Browns alone. Now, bear in mind, Don Shula had two losing seasons in his whole career. Okay? And now we look at where the Patriots are. And you also look at Belichick's coaching tree. It's awful. Mm. And and so I I say the evidence to me is clear. You you Belichick is not the greatest coach of all time. He had arguably the greatest modern era post millennial quarterback of all time 
look, you have you, you and, and I can say this because I don't hate him anymore because he he left the Patriots and then won a Super Bowl, which and what and at the same time the Patriots um, dissolved, which again gives gives my argument much more credit. So well played, Tom Brady. Don't mind you now, mate. Um, but but that that said it all to me. You know, he goes to another team, he wins a Super Bowl with that other team, and the Patriots. Where are they? Well, they've they've got a they've got Mac Jones as a quarterback, and some knucklehead on the um, Poopart Omar Kelly podcast, which I do recommend actually, all Dolphins. Um, some knucklehead from New England in their their last preview said Mac Jones was better than Tua. What? Even what recently? Yeah, it, just before the our first match. He said, oh, yeah, Mac, Mac Jones, yeah, better than Tua. That's I, just I, I outrageous. I, I, want, I want to have what he's having because it, it's some pretty strong drugs. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, I, where were we? I, I just get so carried away with my hatred. <laughs> no, not at all, mate. It's, um, I, I, I know what you mean, and I think there's, obviously, the, looking at the you know, the postseason wins, I mean, he's only not far off, um, you know, he's not far of Andy Reid in second place. Um, so I think Andy Reid could have taken that one day. And the way it's going with the Chiefs, I think that, you know, it could easily be that one day. I mean, he did well in Philadelphia, got to Bowl, and, you know, and his coaching tree, same as the Shanahan stuff. It's just incredible. I mean, the, one time the, the Redskins one time had Sean McVay. I called him Matt LaFraud, but Matt LaFraud, Matt LaFleur, um, and the Calgary, Cal, it was Cal Shanahan, um, Sean McVay and um, Matt, Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur um, all in the same staff, and he still couldn't win games. That, that's incredible to me. But uh, I mean, looking at the career wins, I mean, Don Shuler is ahead with 328, George Hallis with 318, and then Bill Pecek is third with 300, with Andy Reid fourth with 253. Now, personally, I can't see him getting 28 wins, if I'm honest. I mean, if it was, you know, if this was a stat that was going around 10 years ago, for example, with Brady still there, even when he had Randy Moss, for example, I would say absolutely he's going to beat that. Um, yeah. But I think nowadays, with what well, that's what sixteen game, seventeen game season, they've only won two this year. Yeah. They're probably unless things change, unless they get Caleb Williams, they're going to have you know another three or four years potentially of five wins or less. That's yeah. twenty five. Even that, so that could be five years time. I, I don't see them lasting this year if they carry on not winning games. I and I know he signed a new deal, but I can see at some point he being pushed out because, to be honest, I can't see. I can't see him getting 28 wins in, his ne- in the next five years. But it reminds me, actually, of... Um, I don't know whether you follow football or not, but Mike Owen at one point, was seen as... It, it was clear he was going to beat Bobby Charlton's record for England. It was clear then the injuries came in and never happened. And I think the same thing as Bill Belichick. I think at one point, you'd be, you'd have gone, right, absolutely, he's going to break that record. But nowadays, I don't think... You know, I don't think he is going to get that. And, and, and unless they somehow find some gem in the draft or... You know, they, they they trade for someone, or something happens like that, or they somehow. A few gems, which is great. That mm-hmm. the Patriots team is is not is not a a. It's certainly not a great team. I'm 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 not mm. convinced. It's 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 even a good team at the moment. Please don't let my words come back to haunt me. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I could do do not change it because. No, I know. It's like, I know. It's like the Undertaker. Just do not. Do not until I thought otherwise. Even in the week two game, they gave us a horrible time. Maybe was seventeen three at the half time. Yeah, I ended up you know almost losing that game. But um, yeah. and, they, I mean, and they are you know and they do have momentum after the Bills game and you know we I'm I'm not too 
I say I'm not too upset about the, the Philly game. I am. Um, I'm sure as Dolphins fans, we, we will have heard one of the stats that the last time there was an officiating game where it was 10 to nothing mm. um, in, in regards to the Dolphins. We had 10 penalties to Philadelphia, zero. Um, the last time that happened was, again, I think it was 50 years ago. Um, wow. And look, we, we had some injuries, but Philadelphia, very, very good team. And their strengths lined up very well against our weaknesses. It was an away game. We played okay, but we didn't, you know, we had opportunities. Tariq missed uncharacteristically, missed a touchdown. Um, so I, I think we, we accosted ourselves a lot better than we did against Buffalo. Um, so I think, but we still, and I hate saying this, as a, as a passionate Dolphins fan, we still can't talk ourselves up with the big boys until we actually beat the big boys. So I think we've got Dallas coming up, although Dallas have sort of um, gone down. I think we've got the Ravens. You know, mm -hmm. if, we can, if we can beat those two teams and Buffalo when they come down to Miami, that might give us a little bit more of a boost. And of course, we've got Kansas City. Um, but yeah, this week, it's those New England dickheads. Yeah, and absolutely. when we come back from our break, we're going to go through the game itself, what to look forward to, and maybe not to look forward to in the game. We'll see you guys in a moment. So welcome back to the Fins Nation podcast with me and Jess Granger as we preview the Dolphins game against Bills, which is against Bills, against the Patriots, which is going to be Sunday, I believe, 1pm Eastern and for one week only in the UK, 5pm in the UK. So a bit of an earlier start, which is great. Um, looking forward to that one. Obviously, I'll be actually in FedEx Field, which is, you know, hopefully not too much of a curse, as it is for a lot of players in the NFL, um, Commanders Eagles. So I won't be able to watch it live. But I will certainly be keeping an eye out for it. And, you know, normally NFL games, they have a little red pen updates. And, um, you know, actually Pedro, um, who's a member of Fins Nation UK for America, he sometimes puts games on on a live stream. I remember doing that once. I think it was Falcons Chargers I was at. And I remember watching Dolphins Lions on the um, on the Facebook live stream he had. But um, either way, should be a good game. Of course, Dolphins are 5-2. Yeah, the Patriots are 2-5, and five, of course. Got that win last weekend against the Bills, which helped out massively. Um, Buccaneers couldn't sadly help out last night but of course the greatest tight end in Dolphins history and NFL history Mike Gazicki, um scored the winning touchdown to help us out so good to see he's making plays for us even though he's left the team but um, just for you Jez how shocked you that they actually lost to the Bills so the Bills actually lost to the Patriots yeah I, I was I was incredibly shocked um, it was one of those where on Finns Nation UK uh, the, the the Facebook page people were saying who do you shout for in this game? And, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, you shout for the Patriots because that does us a favour in the um, in the standings. Can't do it. I, I, I just I just can't. I hate them. I hate them. So I was there going, oh, oh, can't win. I, I can't win on this one. Having said that, um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I don't know what's happened to the Bills. Um you know, they they absolutely handed it to us this season, which was a real shame because we had massive momentum. 
you know, just coming off the 70-20 historic win against the Broncos, Bobby Shirley. Um, and, um, uh, you know, we had that momentum and then we went to Buffalo and they just dicked us. But since then, they've been all over the place. Mm. Um, and, I, and I don't quite get it. So I'm a little bit encouraged that the Bills have have just seemingly lost it a bit. Um, I, you know, they have been very affected by injury. You know, maybe we'll have a, a quick chat about injuries on our side as well. Um, so I think there's probably a reason, uh, a good reason why the Bills have fallen from grace. And I hope, I hope that will give the Cheatriots um, a false sense of security. Um, I think that, you know, that might, that might make them think, hey, hey, we're the big boys now. We beat the Bills. Well, you beat um, a, a, a Bills team that was pretty affected by injuries, that was all over the place post their win against Miami. So I'm hoping the Patriots come down to Miami. Um, where incidentally, I think we've got the best home record in the league. I think we're 15 and two um, since I think the last three years, something like that. I, I, I'm pretty sure we have, um, if not the best, we have one of the best um, home records. Um, it might be since Mike McDaniel, but um, that's certainly going for us. Um, but yeah, you know, hate them though I do, and I really hate them. You, you, you cannot, you cannot take them lightly. You can't, and whatever the arguments that hopefully I put across with passion and hatred about Bill Belichick. Uh, just incidentally, yeah, I did check. He's 81 and 94. So he's a losing coach without Tom Brady. Um, uh, I checked that. Um, but you you can't, you, you sadly can't underestimate them. You never know. But I, I hope, I, I hope, I, I hope we're going to hand it to them this Sunday. I really do. Should be a good game. I mean, looking at what you mentioned there, we were six and three in 2021 at home. We were six and two in 2022, and so far we are three and zero oh this year. So that would be a six, twelve, a 50, yeah, fifteen and three, fifteen and two, as you were saying. So, um, so yeah, um, should be good. I mean, if the Patriots, you know, they can't beat us in Miami with Tom Brady's their quarterback. How are we going to expect them to beat us with Mac Jones and? a far lesser NFL team than they were a few years ago. But um, looking at the... Despite Mike Kosicki. Despite Kosicki, he's the one one good player in that team. Um, I I, I like Kosicki. Do you know what? I also like Devontae Parker. I know that he mm -hmm. had a bit of a up and down history with us, but I've seen some games where where Mm -hmm. Devontae was playing for the right team, us. And I've seen some games where he seemed to be the only receiver worth anything on our team and he got some I think he got some good wins with Fitzpatrick so I've got a soft spot for Parker I've got a soft spot for Kaziki, but they're in the red and blue so mm. I essentially hate them <laughs> uh, well looking in due Paul um, since the Patriots side of things there's many players limited um, people such as Christian Barrymore the defensive lineman offensive lineman Trent Brown uh other people just had to Henry, Jonathan Jones, Josh Uche. But in terms of the Dolphins, uh, Tyra Kill was down as did not participate on Wednesday. But from what I've read, it looks like he's going to be absolutely fine come Sunday. But we may see a more of a role for maybe Jalen Waddle than Tyra Hill in this game. Uh, Javon Holland was in a concussion protocol. 
other people such as Anna Kingold, Raheem Mostert down this did not participate in Wednesday participation. I've not checked Thursdays yet. Um, in terms of limited in Wednesday participation, people such as River Craycraft, Stephen Howard, Kate Kohu, Jalen Ramsey, more by him in a minute, uh, Jalen Waddle, um, and Connor Williams, as well as Cam Smith. Um, they're the main ones, but of course, Jalen Ramsey, um, of course, one of the big, one of probably is our, our most marquee off-season addition. Um, and he is obviously got injured in, pre- in pre-season or off-season. Yeah. He's going to be back apparently a way before we expected. Um, so it's just how good... I mean, I'm expecting him in this game to maybe have an interview. I don't think he'll be completely playing every snap. I think we'll probably see a little bit of a, a makeshift role just trying to ease him in, um, yeah. especially with the Chiefs coming up next week. But yeah. how crucial is that in terms of our defence for him coming back? Because... We've seen it. We mentioned before about the big games. I'm with you on this one. That until we beat the big teams, we can't really call ourselves contenders. Um, annoying, isn't but it? But yeah. Having back for the Chiefs game, especially, and the rest of the season when you play against the Ravens, when you play against other teams down that stretch as well, but most importantly down the stretch from the playoffs as well. Just how crucial is it to have him back? Who, albeit isn't the same player as maybe three years ago, but still, you know, such a great player. Do you, do you know? I I'm I'm actually gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll address that directly. Yes, I'm actually, um, and I can't remember whether you mentioned him, but I'm, I'm concerned with that we get X back, mm-hmm. um, because that was a key, key loss last week. Now, um, I was absolutely salivating in the off season when we signed Ramsey, and I was thinking, oh my god, um, to have X. Jalen Ramsey. Let's not forget Javon Holland, who I think he's starting to come into a bit of form. But I think the you know he's learning the Fangio system. He's not been as dominant as uh, this far, thus far, but he's still a great player. But I think a secondary with um, with Ramsey X, Javon Holland, a another of Nick Needham, Kader Kohu. You still got Brandon Jones there. Deshaun Elliott's been playing pretty well. That's a real, that's a really, really, really useful secondary. Um, so I'm, I would want X to be back this game, probably more than Jalen. But I completely agree, agree with you. Um, I'd like to see Jalen in in a um, in a limited role, but just to get back onto the field. Um, I was going to say no disrespect to the Patriots, but no. Every disrespect to the Patriots. I hate them. They're dickheads. They're they're rubbish. Please don't come and bite me on the ass, please. Um, but but no, I, I'm th- this game for me is to get the momentum back after the Eagles' loss. Um, so I I'm I trust the the front office. I trust Mike McDaniel. I trust the the defensive staff that Jalen Ramsey, if he is going to come back. Yes, I, I would I would suspect it will be limited, um, but I'm really I I hope that X is back, and I've not heard anything. I'm I'm not sure he is actually, but that for me on in the secondary is is what I'm what what I'm concerned about, or what I'd like to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I've been vocal this before that I think that ever since he ended in those trade requests and got his new contract. I don't think he's been the same. I think last year he showed signs of decline. But I do think what he had last year was that he was the only real star on that cornerback room. So I think that a lot of teams were, were targeting, you know, 
were sort of were going sort of against the other side of him. So he couldn't really be his normal dominant self. But I think if you've got him and 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 then Jalen Ramsey, I think they can have to target someone in that secondary. And I think that that should hopefully I think see um see Howard go back to some sort of form and have him become stand out more and have these moments again. Because I think being the star teams are just gonna go the other side of the field, they're gonna go for the other cornerback. Mostly Cade Curry, which I think he did struggle sometimes in coverage. I think Diggs show, showed him a new one, I think, in the other week. But um, I think having Howard there and Ramsey, I think they're going to have to target someone. And I think that that should hopefully allow Howard to flourish again. But I'm also not against trading him. I mean, he's getting old. I think he's got one year left in his deal. Um, so I'm not against poor deadline, maybe getting a few seconds or thirds for him, uh, doing it that way. But um, I was going to, this is why I was salivating the off season because I was pretty sure, and, and I'm, I still think, yeah, we're, I still think, and, and I think you're right. I think he's got one, he's got one more year X this is on his restructured contract, but I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, and, and us drafting Cam Smith, although that's another, that's another story at the moment. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I could, I could see us looking for trading X in, in, in the next off season, um, which is why I really wanted to see them both, um, you know, X and, and Ramsey from the beginning of the season. And now having X injured, um, but Jalen coming back, ugh, I, I would, I don't know if we'll ever see them both um, at a good level of fitness, um, which is a shame. I, I don't know. I mean, look, credit to Jalen Ramsey that he's like, he's a month, he's a month earlier than any of the earliest predictions. Um, I mean, what, whatever his role is, he's off IR. He's he's eligible now. And we thought in the off-season, we thought it was potentially a season-ending injury. Um, but we thought optimistically December, but the guy's, you know, the guy's going to be suited and booted um, in, in um, you know, early November. Well, not even November. It's it's like still the, just about the end of October. So I think that's, that's a big thing. For me, on defence, it's... It's all about one thing that was good last week is is it it I think our pass rush is starting to clip more. It's interesting in in league terms that the Dolphins are top in terms of pressures. Um, I think we're third in terms of sacks. Um, so and and <laughs> I mean honestly, and I don't want to just blame the the the, the, the referees, but oh my god, how many holds? on um Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, mm. uh David Long, name them. Name name pretty much all our defensive front. How many times were they held uh, at Philly? It's it's ridiculous. Um but they are, you know, they are a um a a real force and I think they're coming together. You know, Van Ginkel's been a bit of a sensation this season. Um although I've always thought he was a good player. Um, but he really has, you know, stepped up. Um, Braddy Chubb seems to be getting the message a bit more. Um, Wilkins and Sealer weren't that great last week, but they are coming up against arguably one of the best offensive lines in the league in Philadelphia this week. Um, again, I think the Cheatriots have. Um, see how, how I just do that naturally? I can't see <laughs> um, the Cheatriots, I think they've got. Um, I think they've got some starting linemen back. Um, you know, they're, they're no mugs, but I'd like to see, I think our front seven will be, will carry on 
their upward trend. I think they're going to put Mac Jones under pressure. Um, the 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 New England receiving core and Kasiki um, is is not you know NFL. Um, I know it's not NFL um, gold star by any means. So I'd like to think that on defense we, we if we can carry on improving. I think we'll make it really hard um, for the for, for for New England. Um, offensively is where again I'm just a little bit worried about where our offensive line is. Um, you know, I think they've been a revelation. Um, you know, who'd have thought Austin Jackson actually didn't need replacing? You know, Chris Greer was in the off season going, "Hey, we don't see it as you do. We think our offensive line is fine." Well, actually, Chris, yeah, it it. It it was. Um, although I don't think we've had. I think we might have had one game when we had Armstead, Williams, uh, Jackson, Hunt, and Isaiah win. I think we had one game. Um, so you know we still have a makeshift offensive line. But this week, you know, there's rumours. You know, if Connor Williams comes back because Isaiah wins out. We're going to put Liam Eikenberg back at left guard. Ooh. If we don't, that says a lot about what we think about Liam Eikenberg. And let's be fair, at centre, he's not been he's not been terrible. He's a, he's he's a downgrade on Connor Williams. But you know, when Connor Williams got the message and started to play better, he's 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 one of the top, I would say, top five centres in the league probably. Um, but We've still got some to and fro's on the offensive line. Um, as you say, I think Tyreek's going to be okay to play. I mm -hmm. think, do you know what? Even though Tyreek is, he's just, I mean, what can you say about Tyreek? He's, he's just incredible. Every game, he's wide open. Every game, the opponents know who he is. He is what they thought he is. <laughs> and he still gets open. I mean, that's incredible. But if he's not available, I still, I still like our depth more than I have for a, for a good while. I think if Waddle was out as well, then we might be in a bit of then we might be in a bit of difficulty. But I quite like. Um, I I think Ezi Karma's not coming back, but I it was great to see Cedric Wilson have a really good game against the Eagles. Um, it was good if we have Waddle. You know he's he's a he's a pretty pretty darn good receiver um i quite like robbie chosen um i'd like to see a little bit more of him um chase claypool we don't know he's an unknown but um in mike mcdaniel we trust and had a week of practice if you know that for example you might not have tyreek if you know you might not have Jalen, you can actually work out schemes and systems for that eventuality we'll be in a better position than we were last week when Isaiah Wynn went out after the fourth snap and we were like, Oh my God, right. What do we do now? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think touching on defense, I mean, it was good to see the false fumble uh, in the game. There was the Jerome Bay conception. I think there was a great, um, I think it was Kohu who put the pressure on originally from that nickel position, but then of course oh. the, the sack, which I think, I think it was Wilkins, but I think even Zach Sidor would have got there. He won that battle in the trenches. He would have got to Hurts, I think, regards. And I do have concerns about the fact there's a lot of missed tackles in that game, a lot of times where we could have sacked Hurts and just we couldn't quite get to him. But on the offense, I think um, 
my biggest concern, we talked about it on the review of the Eagles game, and the same thing happened in the Bills game, is that once teams work out, once they can stop hit and waddle, that seems to top our, top our offence. I think once you get AJ back again, I think that's great because yes. we got yes. that second choice back. And I think that yes. uh, obviously Eagles got a great run defence and all that. So I think that was always going to be a tough game for the running backs. But I think yeah. you can have that dual threat of having two different running backs and a second running back in A-Chain who can do both receiving and running the ball. Um, I think that helped massively. But right now, if we have Hill maybe limited, if Waddle's limited, then it's like, I, I love Barry RCP. Really, I think he was good as well against the Eagles. But I good think that be our downfall. The fact that we've got a lack of, uh, well, if we've got those two receivers that are so good, but not themselves, then we're going to have to hope that people like Barry Ars, like Robbie Chosen, hopefully Chase Claypool as well, can have a role to play. Albeit against not as a good team as the Eagles, there has to be that sort of concern that, you know, the Patriots seem to have our number early this year. There's always that concern that maybe that, could affect us and maybe you know maybe it could be a game for Rihi most maybe Rihi most will have one of his games where he's electric and all that maybe that'll be our way of winning but I do worry about if they can find a way to stop to stop most of it what we do there because we struggled for a lack for for plan B and if we haven't got those two guys in question then I worry about what we're gonna do then because yeah I think when everything's going great two looks good but I think my one criticism of this year is that when things haven't gone to plan, when he hasn't got that third or second read, then I can I see him struggling a lot. So that's my one thing about this game. I think if everything's clicking. If Hill and Waddle will fit, I've no doubt we're going to win this game. But I have a worry about that if those two aren't playing or playing to their their normal selves. Yeah, I th- look, I I I do agree with you, and and you know, as a, as a as a two a guy, um, I think you're you're right you know he's not managed he's not managed to get us those wins against the bills and the eagles not just not just tour um and and i think you know that the our performance though not great against the eagles was a step up um from our performance against the bills but he's not quite got us over that hump with the mcdaniel in the mcdaniel's era yet um but um yeah can i can i just shout out to raheem mostert i mean in the off season or even during the season dal you know dalvin cook or jonathan mm. taylor or a another i was always for hold on a minute i like raheem mostert i like jeff wilson um i didn't know devon a chan at that time but my good lord he's he's brilliant and i'll tell you he's not just look we know he's he's like you know faster than 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 the flash um or you know superman it's not just that if you look at him he's he finds his hole so giggity um he finds he <laughs> he finds that hole <laughs> um edit that um or not i, I think that was quite a good definitely keeping that in um, definitely there you go keep that in <laughs> um, he, he he he's patient enough he's a really good running back he'll find that hole and wow once he's got that he's gone and and I think our our running backs room, when healthy, is 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 really good. I've I never thought we needed Dalvin Cook. I never thought we needed Jonathan Taylor. But a massive shout out to Raheem Mostert. I think, um, you know, he's he he's won angry runs on Good Morning Football, um, and I think he's 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 my unsung player of of the season at the moment to this point. 
Um, and I think that he, I think that if we don't have Waddle, if we don't have Tyreek, I still feel that Raheem Mostert, um, I think Jeff Wilson's still okay. I think obviously he, he was, we're gradually bringing him back. Um, we've got Salman Ahmed. Um, I, I think we still have weaponry um, in the running game. So, yeah, of course I want Tyreek. Of course I want Jalen Waddle. And of course, if we don't have them, I do share your concerns, but maybe not quite as much. I, I still think McDaniel will have will have schemed, will have worked out, okay, well, you know, they'll be in the best position to know who, who's going to be playing this Sunday. And they will have been in that situation all week, really. You know, they have to do their injury reports, but they're going to, they're only going to say what they're, what they, you know, the minimum that they, they have to say. So I'd like to think that they will still have schemed if we don't have Waddle and, and Tyreek. Um, but of course, we're so much of a better team when we do. And like Tyreek, he's, he's a cheat code. I mean, Jesus, wow, you know. Um, and with, you know, like, yeah, Devon A. Chan finding his hole, giggity, that's that's all good. Um, yeah, I mean, watching him in person, I don't know if I've watched him, whether it's in Miami last year, whether it was the other day, you, you see him, the speed he runs at, it's yeah. just incredible. And it's like, yeah. he's, it's like he, just, he, can't, he can't compete with that. And I think that one thing I love is that, you know, if for some reason you've got the speed of Hill and they managed to stop it, you've still got Waddle. You've still got most of an HN. The speed is there. And I think that's yep. the real thing we've gone for. And I think that's yep. why we went for Clay for Claypool yep. recently. But um, most I've got to give credit to because he is currently sixth in the league when it comes to rushing yards. with actually HN seventh. Uh, both have 474 and 460 respectively. But when it comes to touchdowns, um, most at least away uh, with nine, with yep. McCaffrey with eight, and ETN at seven. And actually, I've just looked at it and mentioned the Patriots game if Taylor Model do struggle. In week two against the Patriots, he had two touchdowns, 121 rushing yards. Um, and also, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that was that performance there. I completely forgot how good he was in that game. Yeah, so, and, and Tyreek, I think, had 40, 46 yards, didn't he? Because Bella Dickhead um had this, he dropped three safeties um as as his standard defensive position. He had um, a back for a defensive secondary of five as a minimum, and he just dropped three safeties into the into the middle ground, and that seemed to um, to, to reduce Tyreek's um, effectiveness. But exactly as you said, yeah. So what do we do? Well, we hit him with most of it. Um, so yeah, I I, th I think we're a much we're a much more complete offense. We could be a much more complete defense. Our problem this season is we haven't had that complete team game yet. Um, and I think that's a really good shout from you, actually, that Berrios, I think he was a really great addition, not just for special teams, but he's had a couple of really key third down conversions. And, and he seems to be a great guy to have on the team. You know, he's Welker-esque. Um, so I think, you know, a shout out to, to Braxton, uh, Braxton Berrios, nonsense name. Um, but he's he's a great signing, um, and um, yeah, I think I think we are a much more complete team. We are suffering a bit um, from injury, but but everyone is. Um, but we've got we've got to we've got to put that that three unit game together: special teams, defense, and offense. And we've not done that yet, and that's one of the reasons why. You know, yep, 
we 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 put 70 points on the Broncos, Bobby Shirley. That was um, historic, Bobby Shirley. Um, but we came crashing down to earth against the Bills. We came down to earth, not crashing, but we came down to earth against the Eagles. And we've just got to, if we really want to really contend, which I think we can, you know, I think that we've got a two-year window um, or else the the apocalypse happens, as Omar Kelly likes to likes to call. Um, you know, our cap hits the year after next are going to be just massive. So I think we've got a two-year window at the moment where we can really challenge. Um, but we need to we need to we need to be beating the big boys now. Um, and I don't think this game is one of those, but we still need to win. Then we go to Kansas. Uh, then we go to to, to Germany. That that's a massive game, um, yeah. So, absolutely. Um, right before we end the podcast today, quick prediction from from you, school wise. Oh, Andy Davis. Okay, I'm going to go Miami win. I'm going to pray that I'm not like you with your jinxing of every Dolphins game that you've been to. Um, I'm going to go Miami. Miami 28, New England 21. Hey, interesting. I'm going to go for Dolphins 24, Patriots 10. So I think we in Miami, I think if it's in New England, I'd be a bit more concerned, but I just think in Miami, I think we may have a number, especially with our home form this year and our record against the bad teams. Um, it could be even more. I would love to see another 70-point um game but i think that's probably like never gonna happen again in our lifetimes it it, it shouldn't really should it andy because that was an historic win mm. 70 points to 20 against the broncos bobby shirley um <laughs> yeah so um sorry just in, in case anyone didn't know um one of our great Finns uk members is mark shirley absolute london legend his son bobby another legend is a broncos fan and he comes to all our get-togethers absolutely great guy took it really well but obviously he's not going to live that one down um ever sorry bobby 70 points to 20 historic bobby shirley were you there the hippodrome uh sorry what there was obviously the that game it was mark bobby lee i there's i think no, i was at miami Oh, but yeah, of course, yeah. Sorry, it's that from the morning game. I don't know. <laughs> Stop taking drugs. He doesn't take drugs. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I was at Miami, mate. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, that completely slipped my mind. What are you sniffing? Oh no, that, I mean that would have been great. Yeah, there were some very good pictures of this poor guy in his in his in his Bronco shirt, surrounded by dolphins, oh, Finns Nation UK people going ah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was yeah that was amazing. But yes, yeah, sorry, this week. It's good that we've we've predicted Dolphins wins. Just looked on NFL.com, actually, for what it's worth. Although it makes me a little bit nervous. They've all gone for Dolphins win. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is another thing. This is another disadvantage of my, um, my medical hatred for the Cheatriots. This is the, these are the games when I am depressed for days afterwards i'm i'm always hate dolphins losses i always hate them but these ones 
I I just I I want to vomit if we ever lose against these melon farmers. Um, uh, yeah, but oh god, guys, please don't lose, please don't lose. Oh. But but hey, I'm I'm fingers crossed, fairly confident. Um, yeah, and uh, fins up, greatest thing on earth, greatest thing on earth. Exactly, that's a great way to end it. Fins up. Um, thank you, Jeff, for coming on first of all to the podcast today. Thank you. No problem at all. But in the meantime, hope you guys enjoyed this one. This has been the Fins Nation UK podcast. I've been your host, Annie Davis. This has been Jez Granger. And huge thank you to Jez for the theme tune, as well as Wayne Collard for the podcast graphic. And we will see you guys next time. Fins up, baby. Fins up, baby.